0: Hello, it's Lee Salisbury here. Welcome back to Soap from the Box, your favourite behind-the-scenes television podcast. I'm telling you that, obviously. I go and speak to the biggest stars of the biggest television shows. And last week we were back with five episodes celebrating the return of Neighbours to Amazon. Have you seen it yet? It looks incredible and this week the return scenes of guy pierce nanny jones that i directed earlier in the year in the uk there are loads of behind the scenes pictures and stories coming your way follow us on social media at soap from the box and remember there are over 90 episodes to download right now today it's the return of pop from the box the spin-off show and i've got a huge musical legend for you My guest today grew up in East London and has gone on to become a multi-platinum artist with 3.5 million sales, probably more than that now, in the UK alone. Not only has he dabbled at TV presenting as well and appeared on the Sunday Times bestseller list, he also gives much of his time to raise awareness to mental health, being the patron of the suicide prevention charity, Calm. You may know him as Stephen, or Pro Green, or (laughs) Professor Green. Oh, there he is. Sorry, in. What a pleasure to welcome you, sir.
1: Hello. what a way to walk into an interview! Sorry, mate. Um, hello. If you're if you're wondering, you, I've had a bit of a I don't know, some bug or another. I've so got apologies. it. I've just got it. Winter's on the way, isn't it? It's like it really brilliant. is. It's like right. Summer's over. Get
0: ill. Yes, get ill. Brilliant. Now we're here to talk about the fact that one in four of us are struggling with mental health because of money worries because of the cost of living yeah. crisis. We're going to come to that very soon with the help of British Gas Energy Trust. But let's just rewind to those early years. When what was the dream living in? east london back then
1: uh, it was a place you couldn't pay people to live back then um, as opposed right. to the place yeah. that it is now where hackney's so desirable and i love living by london fields e8 was one of the worst postcodes in hackney wow. it was where most of the really naughty stuff happened um but we were all very much in the same situation. You know, people growing up uh, in low-income households, they now experience a very different life in that there's many shops and all the, the gentrification that's taken place. At, you know, they're not able to access or frequent or use. So they have their face pushed up, a w- pushed up against the window in a way that, that we weren't. I wasn't when I was growing up there. And also there was no such thing as social media. So the world that we were in was the world that we knew and we were quite comfy in it.
0: Yeah, I agree, actually, because I don't come from a really wealthy family at all. And actually, there was no, you didn't realize you were different than anyone else. As long as your family looked after you, you were having a great time. I mean, and you looking back then, I mean, you lived in a two bedroom house with your grandmother, great grandmother and two uncles. So I mean, you must have, you must have been quite a hard up family as well, money wise.
1: Yeah, it was difficult. My mum was there as well for the first year of my life. It was a free bedroom Not that that makes much difference, you know. Oh, great, okay, but still, me, yeah. me sharing a room with my nan my great grandmother in the living room in a fold-out chair, a bit like a lazy boy. You no, know, when it was wow. expensive or fancy, it was it was a lot, you know. And then gradually people left one by one, and I got a bedroom at some point. But it was it was tough, and but it was what we knew. It wasn't like I was airlifted from a country estate in Wiltshire and dropped there when I was thirteen and told to survive, which would have been a very different situation. <laughs> um, it, it you know everyone was going through the same sort of thing give or take and if someone had less than then everyone sort of chipped together and helped there was a real community back then um but it's kind of weird because you think that the problems that exist now existed then existed before they've never really gone away they've always, they've always existed um uh, depending on on your income but things at the moment i mean given I guess in the past, it was sort of like more one thing at any one time as opposed to now where it feels like everything Everything all at, one, once, at it, once. It feels, yeah. feels relatively colossal, doesn't it? Do you think, do
0: you think mental health has changed though? Because obviously the, the same problems have been around. I mean, was mental health, it seems obviously we're a lot more open with mental health now, which is brilliant. Do you think people were really suffering? Do you say your family were suffering then in silence, do you think? Or do you think the world has just become a much bigger,
1: more worrying place? Um, I think, you know, being... Patron of Calm for as long as I have been. Um, Simon Gunning, who's CEO of Calm, we had a discussion it was on a podcast actually really honest discussion about like a, a hyper awareness where people begin to self-diagnose which is quite worrying because people right yeah deem themselves to have depression or any other number of mental health conditions when they don't actually or may not actually um you know people think that to have you know your cat's died and obviously you're upset and then that becomes i'm depressed people just throw these terms around um and there is a danger in that because then people start to take things not seriously um but I think people did suffer in silence, you know, looking at how stressed my Nan was from working three jobs a day, mm. trying to provide for her mother who she was caring for, and her grandson who she was caring for, having already single handedly raised three children at a point when she should have building a life for should have been building a life for herself. She was taking care of, of, of her mother and me. Um And I would say her mental health was incredibly impacted because she wasn't able to sleep very much for having to get up at the time she did to begin work. By the time she got home from work, she was tired. She was obviously stressed. You know, trying to manage money when there wasn't money to manage. It there was, it definitely impacted her mental. Yeah, bracket. I always wonder as well because, like, my nan comes from a family of fourteen, which is wow.
0: unbelievable now. But I wonder whether I don't know whether part of it is life has changed. That we you know, people move away very quickly from their families now and stuff, whereas I know back in my nan's era, it was very much families stayed together, and I don't know whether that brought people together a bit more and stopped people being so I suppose feeling alone maybe that that was kind of a change as well that happened
1: yeah the breakdown in the family unit and the space between a lot of families now I think is responsible for a lot because it's not how we've evolved to live it's not how we would have lived previously you know this is this we're we're in relatively new territory in this yeah I mean we've only really been modern humans for what 200 years we're not really used to how things are and things are changing quite quickly I mean Even in, you know, the last sort of 12 or 13 years since I've become successful, everything is different. Things, you know, things didn't change as quickly as they seem to be recently when I was younger. You know, over that first sort of two thirds of my life, things didn't seem to move that quickly, whereas it seems that society is changing and not necessarily for the better an awful lot
0: no and well in every aspect as well i mean i remember when i was young people you know used to laugh at people older people with technology i've become one of those people now do you know what i mean It's it's like what i didn't know about this new thing it's like it's mad isn't it everything moves so quickly let's let's just talk about music for a minute we'll come back to um all this research that's going gone on let's just talk about back then your big break i mean came obviously you'd released an album but your big break came with touring with Lily Allen, and you were signed to Virgin Records in 2010. I mean, that must have changed your life incredibly at that time.
1: It did. It gave me opportunity. It wasn't without its challenges, but nothing ever is. And it really did give me opportunities to go on and change things. And, you know, I didn't think I'd be the person to open the floor to the conversation around mental health. I was the least likely candidate, uh, but that's what happened because of a song that I wrote, which was about my father's battle with his mental health issues, I guess, which resulted in his suicide.
0: Yeah. And that's when you were 24. I mean, again, you know, that must've, I mean, I've, I've known people as well to unfortunately take their own life. It changes your life, doesn't it? Because you suddenly look at it in a very, I'd started looking at it in a very different way.
1: Yeah. Immediately. I wanted to understand why he did it. And then I realized that the only way I would ever truly understand is if I was in that situation and I'm quite happy to never be. Yeah. Um, so that, and that, that was quite a quick realization for me. Um, Later on, when I made suicide in me, my first film for the b b c my first documentary i I realized actually the ability to tolerate how you feel at any given time is probably the largest contribution to whether or not you will ever end up in that place
0: yeah, I mean it's like you you mentioned earlier with people now banding around the word mental illness and stuff, and I find it I know some younger, very young people who can't constantly gone about depression and stuff, and is it like you said it's because to be in that place is something you, I don't think you could ever understand until you were in that place. And that's what we need to be careful of, isn't it? It's like, it's, it's of course we need to help people with mental health, but there's a big, there's a big, it's like the big C word with cancer. It it, it takes so much in.
1: Yeah. And it's also, you know, it's, I don't know, there's a real difference between being, you know, bogged down, a little bit stressed, a little yeah. bit under it to being depressed. They're very different things. Um, so I just think people need to be careful with the terms that they throw around and also what they feed into. You know, people have access to so many communities online now and everybody wants to feel home, some feel at home somewhere. Um, and at a time when you're trying to find purpose and identity and perhaps feeling lacking in, in one or both, you know, it's, it's quite easy to, to, I guess, find yourself amongst the support of these networks where if you decide that's how you feel and that's what you've got then that's where you belong and I think that's quite a scary prospect because it doesn't really give much scope to to improving your situation no did set music did that it must
0: have helped I mean I've always I'm always really jealous of musicians who can write songs and you know because it's an amazing way I suppose to get it's like a diary getting your thoughts out and in such a creative way is it does it really does it help you
1: I've said many times before, so there's a cornerstone of a specific type of therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy called journaling, which is where you're encouraged to write down what you think, feel or observe at any given time. Um, to give you perspective, because generally how I felt last week isn't how I feel this week, but I would yeah. uh, unless I could, you know, feelings not being tangible again, which is a really important point. Um, you know how you felt is an interpretation which is open to change based on so many things Um, but if you've written something down you have proper perspective and I didn't realize that really that's what I was doing by way of writing music because I wrote music about what I I think felt or observed and
0: Um, when you look but when you look back at some songs do you think wow I can't believe I I thought that at that time.
1: Yeah. Do you know what? I recently listened back to a load of my old music and was like, wow, I spoke a really good game because there were things that I understood well enough to put into song, but not enough to put into practice or to improve right. at that point. Is there, there's a theory though, you know, you become something, you transition, you you move, you, you have a big life event and it, you know, so you might get a new job, right? You get a promotion, but you're not that role yet you've achieved that role, but it takes you two years to catch up to that role that you've been given. And it's the yeah. same becoming a parent, becoming a partner, you know, all those things happen and you have to grow into that role. It's something that you mature into. So despite the pressures that come with them, they're not things that happen overnight. And, uh, your, I mean, your first thing I need you tonight, pizza, number three, again, fame,
0: mental health is a huge thing as well. Did it back then? Obviously we are talking a few years ago before, still before social media was like it is now did uh, did fame affect you um in
1: good and bad ways of course yeah this really you know t- selfie cameras were not like you know front-facing cameras were not really a thing back then <laughs> yeah, um, yeah but that, that they came about soon after so the whole like can i get a picture mate became you know it was just really weird i didn't it's a it's a weird thing you know people knowing who you are i will say though that ever since the documentaries and the work that i've done beyond around mental health advocacy the way people approach me is very very different it's less sycophantic and much right more, much more genuine and much more measured um it's difficult people want to open up to me and i'm not a therapist um but I, I take time and I'm polite to everyone, which makes it quite difficult to get about sometimes. But, <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say that there's always going to be positives and negatives of everything. And that's what people have to remember. It doesn't matter where you're at in life, what level of success or or, or security, which is the more important one that you have, you're still going to have good and bad days. That that never, ever changes. Changes. No, I saw a really interesting interview with Selena,
0: Selena Gomez the other day, actually, who took two years out of social media i think that's a key for a lot of people is taking like a few weeks or a month a year or just every few weeks to take a week out of yeah. being obsessed by other people's lives
1: definitely definitely and it's the release of dopamine as well i could bore you to death with all the reading i've done and my understanding of hormones but in specific um dopamine uh, and it, it's it's a constant release uh, of, a chem, you know, of a hormone in your reward center, which only wants more of that hormone. So what are you going to do more and more of it? And the impact of that, your ability to enjoy other things, to have patience, to have an attention span, it just disappears. So, yeah, I would agree. Coming off of that every once in a while is really important.
0: And so let's go back to this. The British Gas <laughs> Energy Trust have done all this research, basically saying, which we all know, that um, I think mo- I, I've been th- I think it would be wrong to say that, you know, I'd say a tiny percentage are not worried at all. But 27% of us have admitted we're struggling because of the crisis, cost of living, and 70% are 18 to 24-year-olds. I mean, I was quite surprised by that. The, I thought maybe it would be older people with mortgages and, you know, a lot of responsibilities. I was quite surprised that the, the younger, the youngsters are so worried as well
1: yeah but that's what i mean and about fear being paralyzing and then being at a point in their lives when they should be progressing exponentially and creating what is going to be the rest of their life and building security for that or beginning to and or being stupid and making all the silly decisions that we do at that age yeah not, which you not, need to do yeah definitely and are not able to because they're having to worry about right, you know, yeah. the severity of current situation of the current situation around the cost of living crisis because it is everything all at once isn't it uh, and like i say i think that's why it's great with the british gas post office pop-ups in the british gas energy trust and the support that they're providing to people by way of their money and energy advisors which are provided by local charities so charities that already exist in these communities that understand the specific needs of their communities and there's it
0: must be said i mean the the research shows that obviously a lot less people are i mean showering less as long as you smell all right that's all right but um the big things are like for me lights i was terrible to be honest i would leave lights on all the time just because i liked the house looking cozy but there are lots of things like that that people can do quite easily i suppose to cut their costs
1: definitely but that's where the advice comes in right from the money and energy advisors it's learning the little things that you can do and i wish that i would have learned a long time ago or, or thought about you know to understand where the real money in your home is actually being spent by way of devices
0: yeah. And also, obviously, it's helping our, our planet as well by turning things off. So it's, it's exactly. in every way. What would you looking back? I mean, when you were young, you know, do you remember? I suppose I, it maybe its devices that are such a big problem because everything uses energy now that we're all obsessed by laptops, phones, everything, can't we? But well, then we didn't be, have anything like that.
1: Well, think about it. There used to be one TV in a home
0: yeah i mean i used no, to spend all my time outside as a kid which is exactly do now at all
1: yeah and that's good for so many more things isn't it because we're not you know we haven't evolved to be sedentary beings we were hunter gatherers we used to walk for days to find food we're not yeah chairs are not the best invention in the world for our well-being you know we're not supposed to be sat at desks for all those hours a day movement goes a rider right doesn't it? it goes by the wayside when you're not feeling mentally capable you sort of you know you become somewhat withdrawn which is a a really natural reaction to feeling like that but it's really important that we move and i mean so this is about money which is obviously i mean actually
0: we're doing this by zoom which i do all of the podcasts now literally by zoom which also is quite sad in a way because lack of that um lack of actually meeting humans in in person helps there's no such thing as being
1: tactile over camera is there no 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 there's no no real human presence there's no touch there's no you know you get expressions but it's not the same it's it's flat isn't it yeah no it is and so i mean your work with mental health and
0: surrounding mental health and calm. i mean money obviously is what we're talking about here with this but what 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 key things would you say are mostly the things that people do really suffer from nowadays
1: um, I mean, it's so multifaceted. Everyone's problems are very, very unique to themselves. Yeah, despite yeah. there will always be someone else going through a level of what you're going through. You know, everyone's problems are unique to themselves. And I think at the moment, the real stress is is the problems that we're talking about. It is the cost of living crisis, which is an umbrella for everything. Ultimately, though, it's poverty, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, um, and poverty has existed for as long as we have. It's not. It's not something new. I think you know, it's all a natural
0: problems... instinct in us as well. I mean, unfortunately, it's just it does make the world go round, money, and it's something that you actually need, which is quite annoying. Do you know what I mean, unless I would love to give up life and live in a hut on a beach. So we went to recently yeah. to the east coast of Yorkshire, and this little village had disappeared years ago in this big uh, kind of the cliffs falling down, and still three people <sighs> live in these little huts on the beach, and I was like quite jealous of them actually.
1: Yeah, and I guess there's going to be more of that where people just have had enough of the the rat race. But for the rest of us, we're stuck in it, having to mosey on. Yeah, and what's 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 changed for you in the music industry? Because the music industry, as we know, has changed
0: since your Virgin deal in 2010, changed immeasurably. Um, what is? Because I've been. Some people say it's much easier now because it's easier to release stuff yourself. But obviously, you don't get any record company support. Where are you at in the music industry?
1: I couldn't tell you. I'm just enjoying making music that I want to make as I always have and putting it out. And, you know, when something sticks, it sticks. And when it doesn't, it doesn't. I kind of, I've never fallen into the idea. That's amazing. Yeah, I've never, but that's how I've always been. I've always been really selfish in the music that I've made. I've made music that I like. So to me then, if it's not a hit, you know, obviously there's great things that come from having a success of a song, but it doesn't mean I like the song any less. My relationship with the song is still, I love that song because I made it out of enjoying what i was doing whereas if i was to try and make stuff to fit any sort of criteria and then it failed i would feel really differently about that
0: yeah that's an amazing way to look at it i mean it must still there would be a, a buzz if people are singing their your lyrics back to you and stuff or if people say that your songs we all know that certain songs mean so much to people's to people's life, their mental health actually so it must be nice that's to wild that.
1: Yeah, that's wild. I mean, even to this day, the messages I get about how important my songs have been in people's lives is crazy, especially when I think back to the artists who I could say the same to, you know? Yes, yeah. Uh, and to have people say that, it's just really humbling to be honest. You know, you don't make music expecting to have that impact. You know, who were
0: your Who did. were your like inspirations? Have you got specific inspirations in music that you kind of that mean a lot to you, or is it too many to mention?
1: Too many to mention, but I loved a lot of East Coast hip hop. For me, Biggie was my favourite rapper, still is. Um, I love Nirvana. I, I like quite a lot of grunge and because I used to skate, you know, I heard a lot of that music on skate right. videos. So there was, you know, I didn't necessarily let people in my area know back then and that was music that I listened to in my headphones. <laughs> but it definitely, because you would have been, that's the thing, right? Things have changed so much because of accessibility and visibility and, and social media, I guess, and the internet because it, it's not so... You would have been so I would have been so segregated by my taste in music then, whereas now you can you can dress however you want, listen to yeah. whatever you want, yeah. and still be recognised as, as being from where you're from. There's I don't like, know, I like, still, like I, still think,
0: I still think probably everyone still has their guilty pleasures that they don't admit to. Do you know what I mean? Music. Yeah, but then if,
1: if someone said to me what, what's your guilty pleasure of a song, I'd be like, Okay, Green Day time of your life. It's, I want it played at my funeral. it's, it's one of my favourite songs ever. But I don't feel guilty about it in, no, yeah, in which true. way. I just think it's yeah. a
0: perfect song. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool Guilty Pleasure song, as well as be honest. Um, like in 2010, you supported, you were with Lily supporting Muse at Wembley Stadium. I mean, that must have been playing Wembley Stadium what a stand out moment. So what uh have you had that I mean, moments like that, thinking when you bought, got brought up in your house, you know, loads of family in there with you. You must have moments where you go, I can't believe that this has happened. I mean, because everyone should fight should chase their dreams, because things can happen.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was pretty set in my ways in that I didn't explode until I was like 28 which is really late in the day when you've got no plan b yeah, um, yeah. A, and still having no plan b is quite a scary predicament but um especially as you age but <laughs> you know there's so many of those moments I wish I could have uh, taken in better you know really really sat into and enjoyed without worrying about what was around the corner but that's the curse of working class anxiety you know? I don't think yeah I'd be able yeah I've oh got myself just that so right
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, My job in TV is very freelance based. And actually, every job I do, I'm thinking about the next one. It's a shame we don't just enjoy the moment a bit more, isn't it? Really? Sad, isn't it? Uh, it It's sad. So, I mean, the colder months are on the way there, we're talking about this British gas research. What, I mean, what advice would you give to people out there who are now, I mean, is it to go and get, I mean, obviously, money help, but I mean, what's your advice about suffering with mental health? I mean, what would you say are the first steps?
1: always access support. There's so many brilliant, there's so many brilliant places that you can access support that is free and on offer immediately, whether it's the Samaritans, whether it's Mind, whether it's Calm, whether it's a number of any of the other specific charities out there. But if you're struggling with energy debt, first and foremost, I would go to British gasenergytrust.org.uk and find out if there's a british gas post office pop up near you or if yes and these pop up so
0: you can just pop obviously pop along to the pop-up and they
1: just are offering advice
0: basically aren't they
1: definitely yeah but also whether you're with british gas or not there is a fund open to people if you have energy debt so do inquire to see if it's something that you can access if it's a problem that you're facing and i mean um
0: uh you having children in 2021, you had your first kid. That must have changed your life as well.
1: Completely responsible for more than just myself. Yeah. I actually, I actually have someone that I love more than myself, which is... <laughs> um it's a really i mean i do you know what for ages because i was so dumbfounded by the whole experience i didn't really have a line on it, it was yeah just like, well, like you said it takes a couple of years to catch up to it you're so well, there right you go just one just one word answers but now my, my line on it and i don't think it's will ever change is it it's wonderful when it's stressful when it's more wonderful than it is stressful but it is blimmin' stressful
0: <laughs> that's brilliant that's in front of one of get, those. Because
1: that's
0: you what, care so much. Yeah, yeah, that's the front of one of those cards that uh, you can buy in shops. Do you know what I mean, that saying? Um, I saw one the other day, which is was quite funny, which was uh, someone asked me which of which kid I preferred, and it was like, I, I didn't realise I should have chosen my own, which I thought was quite funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to end with the green quiz, something very lighthearted, quite heavy uh, talk, which is basically answers based on green that I found on the internet. So let's see if you know any of these. Uh, which gemstone is green by traces of... Chromium, I think it is. Emerald. Yes, mate. Well done. First one. I think you'll get this one as well. Wait, you should get this one. Which of the six characters in Friends has the surname Green? Oh. Oh no! So this would be so she uh, she. Phoebe. No, Rachel. I thought that was. I thought, God, are you not a Friends fan? No.
1: I mean, I've seen every episode. Have you? You didn't. The reason, reason I say that, right, is you. But I'm terrible with names. I don't. Ah, okay. Fine. I've got a really weird memory in that I can lift stuff off a page like that and retain it. But I I can't like I've watched all series, all seasons of Breaking Bad twice. And I couldn't tell you names of any characters. To be honest, I'm I'm the same as
0: you. Yeah, yeah. I worked in soap for years. That's even worse because you have to remember the actor's name and the character's name. And the character
1: name. Yeah, yeah. which which is a nightmare. Yeah, whereas some people retain that, that information really easily, but I don't. Um, the children's classic Anne of Green Gables
0: is set set in which country I had no idea I have no idea no Canada there we go so that's (laughs) a nice uh, little fact you can give people this one you should get in food stuff what is the name of the green Japanese horseradish wasabi I love the stuff yes yeah and uh, again I wouldn't know this but uh, from 1977 to 2000 which country's flag was just completely green without any design or detail no idea no Libya didn't know that. And uh, finally, very quick either or. We always put on the podcast. So just quick answers. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Abroad or staycation? Staycation. Little mix or girls allowed? Little mix. Kylie or Danny? Oof. Danny. Yes. Shorts or speedos? Shorts. <laughs> Sun or snow? Snow. And seven inch or 12 inch? Record, Twelve of course. Inch. Yes, yeah, there yeah, we go. Nice all the way well listen mate it's been amazing to have you on the podcast thanks for coming on and everyone just give me the website again that people can go to britishgasenergytrust.org.uk there we go with the colder months on the way they will give you advice and just take care everyone out there and uh, you take care mate and lovely to catch up you too mate take care bye Such an honour to speak to the brilliant Professor Green. What an advocate of mental health. If you want the contact details for Calm, go to the podcast description wherever you're listening to this and you will find them. I will be back on Friday with another episode of Soap from the Box. An Emmerdale legendary character is joining me. Who is it? Find out later in the week. Remember this week, behind-the-scenes stories and pictures of Guy Pearce and Annie Jones in their return to Neighbours. Wrap up warm winter is here, I think, people. See you on Friday.